Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning on the Ignite Prayer Call um, of Availing Ministries. I am Prophetess Latasha Pratt. I'm your servant leader, and it is a pleasure. It is an honor, and I am humbled um, to be your servant this morning. Um, I want to greet everyone who has joined us on the call this morning and also those who will be joining us via replay. I um, want to say I hope that everyone had a wonderful um, holiday, Thanksgiving, in whatever way you uh, celebrated, whether you were with friends and family or whether you just decided to stay um, by yourself. Sometimes that's also um, in order. So I pray that the Lord um, blessed you and that you all enjoy your time um, we're going to ask those who are joining us um, just to make sure that you are muted, self-muted as we move forward with the call. Um, I want to say I'm very excited about what God is doing on Ignite. Um, he's really doing an amazing work. And just to ask that you guys continue to pray for us and uh, continue to support. Um, this morning's call, the focus is entitled Housekeeping. It is entitled Housekeeping, and our focus is taken from um, the book of 2 Timothy, the second chapter. I will be reading the 20th through the 22nd verses, and then we'll move forward from there. Um, 2 Timothy, second chapter, 20 through the 22nd verses. I will be reading in the Amplified uh, version. Now, in a large house, there are not only vessels and objects of gold and silver, but also vessels and objects of wood and of earthenware. And some are for honorable, noble, or good use, and some for dishonorable or common use. 21st verse says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these, and in the King James it says purge, um, if anyone cleanses himself from these things which are dishonorable, disobedient, or sinful, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, set apart for a special purpose, and useful to the master, prepared for every good work. 22nd verse says, run away from youthful lust, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those believers who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Amen. Um, so when you think about housekeeping, housekeeping is the management or the upkeeping of the house. It's to make provision um, for the house, to maintain, to clean, to make adjustments, to position and reposition the things in the house that are necessary to ensure that the house is functioning properly. The purpose um, of house cleaning, housekeeping is to remove anything that is going to hinder the overall order and flow of the house. So in managing the house, we take inventory to determine whether or not um, we have adequate provision or if we're going to need more or less of a thing. It is the same practice with our spiritual housekeeping. We have to take the time, or we need to take the time. It is necessary to take the time to reflect 
and take inventory to observe and inspect, to clean or purge what is there so that, that, that it will be useful and helpful to the general upkeep of our spiritual house. Okay, so when we're talking about housekeeping, spiritual housekeeping, and we know that this is the time of year, you know, where we're getting prepared for the holidays and um, prepared to decorate for the holidays. And a lot of the times, this is a time where we we stop stop and take inventory um, in the house to find out what's going to work for what we plan to do or what's not going to work. And so at the same time, it is necessary for us to do a um, reflection or an inventory on our own spiritual man. And this is the one thing that um, we all can do. You know, you don't have to have a divinity degree. Uh, You don't have to be a pastor or have have a a title or position to do this because we all know um, who we are. We all know our strengths and weaknesses. And then those of us who may not be sure, we know that when we go to the Lord in prayer and we ask these things, I don't even know if it's being taught anymore, um, that when we're in in our prayer closet to ask the Lord to examine us, to show us, ourselves to show us the places in our lives that don't bring honor or glory to his name. So that's the focus of our call this morning. We want to take stock. We want to take inventory. We want to do reflection um, just to make sure that we are in right alignment with God. So here in uh, the book of 2 Timothy, uh, second chapter in a passage that we just read, this is Paul writing. So, and here Paul was giving some general housekeeping instructions to the church, to the the body of Christ, to the household of faith. And what was happening at this time, um, there were some false teachings, which we refer to as heresy. Um, And there were people who were teaching against the word of God, teaching against the gospel. Um, And they were causing um, division and um, confusion and discord amongst the household of faith because those teachings were twisted. They were perverting the gospel. They were undermining the faith. Um, They were causing folks to uh, argue, um, uh, pitting one against the other. Um, And it was an overall distraction. Um, And we see that a lot, you know, in this this day and age. Um, So these teachings were a hindrance to the people. So when you take your focus off of God and doing the work um, behind um, some uh, vain, what the, what, the, what the scripture refers to as vain babblings, chatter, um, these arguments that go back and forth on social media that really serve no purpose and that are not helping anyone. It's, you know, we're supposed to be edifying the body um, and, and uh, uplifting and um, building up the body of Christ and not uh, lend ourselves to practices or conversations that will tear down um, the body of Christ. So these uh, teachings or these heresies were um, causing division, and they were a hindrance. They were a stumbling block. So um, if you go back in this same chapter, uh, go back up to about the, the 14th verse, Paul was instructing Timothy to remind the people to steer clear of what he called vain babblings, these arguments which became points of contention 
um, debating the word, which caused division among the people and undermined the work of the kingdom. Um, it was much like, of course, like I said, what we see on social media today. Um, you'll see something blown up into something else, um, and then everybody's jumping in on it and debating, and um, they, then you, it gets personal. You see rude comments, um, all kinds of stuff, and these are all people who say that they are of the faith. Um, and then you have the onlookers who are the ones who, who put in that, that they are just here for the comments, the entertainment, um, the foolery. Uh, so uh, while all of this is going on, what we have to understand is when we participate in these things, and even when we stop to take a look at these comments, this is the the, the one of the um, tools that the enemy uses to bring destruction and to open up a door um, to, for him to get a foothold into our lives. So we have to be careful uh, about entertaining these things. So. Um, and then it gets heated, it gets off topic, it becomes a distraction. So Paul instructed um, Timothy to remind the people to avoid or to stay away from what he referred to as godless chatter, because godless chatter are just empty words, and they do they lead to further ungodliness. Remember, words have power, um, whether we realize it or not. Remember, the Bible tells us that the power of life and death is in the tongue, it's in the word, it's in what's spoken. So we need to um, be careful once again. These are one of the things he warned him to, um, at, at, uh, to remind the people to be cognizant of. He, referred to the, he was referring to the false teachings of the false prophets of that day um, who were named Hymenius and Philetus. You can look them up later. Um, and they were twisting the word of God, specifically saying that the rapture had already taken place, which was, of course, not true. Um, and teaching, um, so, uh, and these days we are well acquainted with these variations of the word of God. Like we do have um, people out here who are speaking aggressively against the word of God. And we have to make sure, this is where you make sure, I'm not even sure um, if it's being taught in the house anymore, um, to have your own real face-to-face living, breathing, walking, talking relationship with God. It is incumbent upon us to familiarize ourselves with the word of God because there are so many diluted versions and so many variations out there. And you could easily be led astray. You could easily become confused about the faith. <clears throat> so this is just a reminder um, to us uh, from Paul that we need to take stock and um, really look at these things because these days we are well acquainted with the variations, um, all of these practices and lifestyles um, concerning what our walk should be, concerning what our relationship would be, concerning um, what we should be doing, what our purpose is. And uh, these things have begun to take root to cause the vision and ultimately to stop the work of the kingdom. And this is something we need to guard ourselves um, and be aware of. So um, in the 20th verse, the Lord um, really directed me. Um, it says here in a large house, and in the King James Version, it says in a great house. 
But this particular uh, passage, of course, which is a familiar scripture, we've heard this taught on, we've heard this preached on, referred to, um, but I always say we approach the word with fresh eyes because the word is living, it's a breathing organism, and we, the Lord is always able to show us something that we haven't seen before. So in the 20th verse, um, here he says, uh, in a large house. He began to open something up to me that I had not seen before. Um, when, we first, when we refer to this scripture, we refer to the house of prayer. When we hear those words, in a large house, there are vessels of honor. We, we're, we're thinking about the church. Um, that's where our mind goes. That's where the conversation is directed to. Um, we're thinking about the house of prayer. But the Lord showed me something else um, in those words, those few words. He directed my attention to what we refer to today as Christendom or Christianity or being identified as a Christian. Okay, so let's think about this. Now, we've seen um, within the last 10, 15, 20 years, maybe more, um, it seems like now these days everyone is identifying as a Christian, right? Every It doesn't matter um, what their practices are, um, what their lifestyle is, um, what their representation is. Uh, it seems everybody um, is operating or identifying as a Christian. Um, we have, uh, we see, of course, more celebrities and, and, and um, uh, people, groups of people who in the, in the past who never identified now are coming forward and identifying as Christians, um, as a part of the faith. So um, what, what is happening in this, we look at this as growth. And now uh, this is a disclaimer, not saying that the, the people who are coming forward these days are not and have not turned their, their hearts over or their lives over, but um, the Lord wanted to um, us to focus on this particular thing right here. Um, sometimes what seems gr like growth is not really growth, right? Um, and he began to talk to me about it, right? Uh, some, but some of the lifestyle and practices of the folk who are identifying as Christian um, go against the principles, the word, and the order of God. Uh, so, and the Lord spoke to me and he said, there is such a thing as an abnormal growth. There is such a thing as abnormal growth. So all growth is not good growth. And I know that the teaching is different um, these days. Uh, we know that all are welcome and we're not saying that they're not. But we also have to be careful not to dilute the message um, in order to draw the people. Um, I know this may be, and, and this is what he showed me. Uh, you know he deals with me in a weird way sometimes. So this is what he showed me, the example he gave me uh, to give us a picture of what abnormal growth looks like. So I know everyone knows um, or has heard of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's a cartoon I grew up watching. Um, and so we know what happens with these turtles, right, that they had this uh, interaction with um, a, a radioactive connection, and this radioactive connection affected their development, 
and that they became oversized and were able to do things a normal turtle could not do. So although this is entertaining, this is not intent this is not what was intended for the turtle. That was not what the turtle uh, was intended to do. And a lot of times in the house of prayer, this is what happens. Um, there are some growth in some areas where there are practices that were not intended. This is the focus of um, housekeeping this morning. There are some practices, there are some things going on in the household of faith, there are some practices and lifestyles that were not intended um, by God. Right, so in reference to this abnormal growth, those who practice medicine can also attest that there are some growth um, that may occur on your body that are not useful or not healthy for the body. And in this case, we of course think about cancer, we think about tumors, um, which signify you're having too much of one thing and not enough of the other. There's some sort of imbalance in your body that may cause these abnormal growths. And those things need to be removed in order to maintain the overall health and ultimately the life of the body. So this is the same principle um, that we have before the Lord today. Um, and this is also the reason we identify as kingdom saints and not just as Christians because the idea of what a Christian is has become convoluted because the true meaning of being a Christian is to emulate the very nature of God or to be Christ-like, to operate as he would, to govern as he would, to live as he would. And in Christendom, we are not seeing Christ-like character being represented. And this is what Paul is making reference to um and uh the verse this verse of scripture so uh back to the verses now in a large house there are not only vessels and objects of gold and silver but also vessels and objects of wood and of earthenware and some are for honorable which are noble or good use and some for dishonorable use so here in this particular verse the gold represents the divine nature of God, and the silver represents the redeemed and regenerated nature of man. The divine nature of God overlays as God uh, as gold overlays. So the divine nature of God overlays our nature and makes us vessels of honor. Those who are set apart, vessels of honor are those who are set apart those who are saved, those who are sanctified, and those who are striving to emulate the character and nature of God and to represent the character and nature of God and what we do and what we say. Then we have the dishonorable vessels, which are those who represent the fallen or sinful. That's the wood um, or clay um, who represent the fallen or sinful nature of man. Those are the wood and clay vessels where you see no change, no transformation. The transformative power of God is not evident. They claim to be redeemed. There's a claim there. There's a confession there. But there's no change. There's no transformation. Anyone who has really been in contact uh, 
with God, who has really been in his presence, um, experienced ch- changes. There is no way you can come in contact with the power of God and not be changed and not be transformed. But when you have people who are claiming uh, making these confessions, but you see no transformation, that is a note of concern. Um, so those are the wood and those clay vessels. You don't see change. They claim to be redeemed and claim to be of the house of the faith, but yet there is no change. And um, uh, no transformation. Lifestyle choices, no no change in lifestyle choices, no change in practices, no change in conversations, no change in character, um, no transformations. And this uh, becomes a, a point of contention because you'll see um, these as being examples, and then people will be like, well, then why do I need to do A, B, and C, you know, these are over here and they're supposed to be, they're being lifted up as a voice for uh, someone to follow. So we definitely have to make sure that the redeeming power of God is evident in our lives. Now, let's bring it home to us. You know, we always say, um, what does this have to do with me, right? Because this is the, the me generation. This is the what does that have to do with me generation. So let's see what this has to bring, do with me uh, the 24th verse says, anyone who cleanses himself from these things, meaning let's take personal inventory of any practices, conversations that misrepresent the character and nature of God, we should remove or purge. The word purge here means to stop abruptly or yank out. And the the imagery here is as if you were you're gardening, you're um in a, in your garden or in your yard, um and when you come upon a weed, the first thing you do is yank it out. Like you don't sit there and you don't stroke the weed and you don't have tea with the weed and you don't compromise with the weed and say, um okay, I'll give you a day or two um to to get up out of here. That's not what you do when you come across a weed. The first thing you do when you see a weed is you yank it up from the roots. Why do you do that? Because you know that the weed is going to kill your flowers, going to kill your veggies, it's going to kill your grass. And that's the same concept. This is why we don't want to play around um, with the enemy um, when we find out that there's an area in our lives that he has a foothold in. We abruptly, immediately yank it out or uproot it. That is what the, the, the word purge means. So there's a scripture I learned growing up in Sunday school, and I heard the saints, the older saints, always quoting the scripture. Um, uh, two, actually, a little leaven, leavens the whole lump, or it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. What does that mean? It's the little things. A lot of times the thing that trips us up and keep us from being a fully functional house are practices we deem small and tend to overlook or bypass or turn our heads away from, such as, you know, what's the big one we, we know? telling the little white lies, what we call little white lies. Um, so that's a common thing. And the thing about this mandate here uh, that Paul has given us to purge uh, is very interesting because this means, he says, if any man, if any man purge himself 
This means that these are the things we are aware of and things that we can manage. These are the things that we can do. Um, a lot of times we're praying for God to take care of uh, certain things, but in actuality, it is our responsibility to make sure our house stays clean of these things, that these weeds are yanked up. It's our responsibility to do this maintenance. Um, and this is what Paul was uh, making reference to. So we can change this or adjust this uh, to make our spiritual houses, uh, to make sure our spiritual house remains in proper alignment with the word of God. And why? Because we want to be in a position to be used, right? That's that's the good verse. Um, anyone who does these will be prepared, the Bible says, um, unto every good work. We will be made ready. We will be in a position to be used by God. If anyone cleanses himself from these, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified, which is set apart for a special purpose. The Bible says if we would judge ourselves, are we, are we teaching that anymore in the church? We will not be judged. These are fundamental principles. These instructions we are being given serve a particular purpose. So when we are properly aligned and are matriculating amongst the others, we are going to stand out. The purpose for us doing is to be standouts or to be examples. This is God's intention. This is the reason why he does not want us to fade into the crowd or go along with the crowd or adhere to the world system. He wants us to be light. He wants us to stand out in a crowd. He wants us to be the light in darkness. If you're doing what everybody else is doing, trying to blend in or fit in, what difference are you making? You're called to be a difference. Uh, he wants you to be a difference, to make a difference um, so that somebody else will see your light, the Bible says, um, and glorify their Father, which is in heaven. This is the reason to draw them to Christ. It is his intention for us to be set as example for others to see their way to him. The Bible says a light that is set upon a hill cannot be hid. It is for our light. His intention is for our light to shine so that those who are in darkness can identify and follow or seek out the light, right? If you're doing what everybody else is doing and you're blending in, nobody's seeking anything. Nobody sees a need for change. No one sees a need to do anything different. So, and if we're not following the practice of God, then we begin to blend in with the crowd and we're not making a difference. We are called, we are a people who are called and chosen to make a difference in order that the lives of others may be changed. So these are the things we need to give attention to, to maintain a clean house, to make sure that our foundation is laid properly, to be careful how we build upon the foundation. The Bible says that we need to be careful how we build thereon, making sure what we are teaching and what we are practicing are lined up with the word of God. These days we're finding more and more the teachings of the word are becoming more and more diluted 
and there is an aggressive attack against the word of God, the true word of God. So we have to be just as diligent in adhering to the word. We can't give in to peer pressure and the pressure of the world and what's going on around us, trying to remain relevant. Um, we have to stick to what the Lord is uh, instructing us to do because the word works. Uh, I don't know if you have that testimony. I do. The word works. Um, and we want to be useful, right? We want to be useful. We want our purpose on this earth to be fulfilled. We want to complete our assignments. And we want souls to be saved. Um, and that, that can happen when we just lift up the light of Christ and they follow the light of Christ. Uh, remember, God wants to use us. He does. He wants to use us. It's, we we have been given a purpose and we've been given an assignment, and he is preparing us or making us ready to execute and fulfill that purpose and that assignment. So now I'm ready to pray. Um, and I will, for those of you who do have a prayer request, um, at the end of the prayer, I will open up the lines for you to give your prayer request, and we will pray over whatever it is um, that is concerning you on this morning. So let us pray. Let us go, go before the throne. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, God. We magnify you, and we thank you, for, God, for this day that you have made. We know that there is provision in this day. Um this is the day that the Lord has made. We have made a decision to rejoice and be glad in it. We are grateful, God, for your new mercies that you are affording us on this day. Thank you, Lord God, that you watched over us and even allowed us to wake up this morning. Grateful to be in the presence, in your presence this morning with the other kingdom saints. God, we know that this is not a coincidence, but that you intended for this moment, uh, for us to be able to participate in this moment, in this space, and in this time. Now, God, we humble ourselves before you, Father, and we ask, Lord God, if there's anything that we have done or said that is outside of your will, outside of your word, outside of your purpose, outside of your plan, um, anything that we have done or said that misrepresents your character, forgive us, O oh God creating us a clean heart and renewing us a right spirit, holy God, because we are a people who do desire to walk upright before you, but we cannot do this thing without you. Father, so purge us with hyssop so that we might be clean. Father God, we pray, our prayer is that you make us ready to be used. And God, we thank you for this time of reflection. Thank you, God, that you've given us an opportunity to get it right. You've given us an opportunity, God, to take inventory, God. We thank you that you give us an opportunity to be made aware um, of what we need to do to be used. We want to be used. We desire to be the sons and daughters you are calling us to be. And we know that, God, that you give us these instructions, Father God, because you have nothing but good things in store for us. So let us not take anything for granted, holy God, as we come to the altar this morning, um, because the Bible says there is a way that seems right unto the man, but the end thereof is destruction. Father, so even in this, help us not to take things for granted, but to bring it to you for inspection. 
Father, decisions, let us bring it to you, practices, let us bring it to you, lifestyle choices, let us bring it to you, God, decisions, our perception, our judgment, God, we're asking for divine instruction. We're asking for clarity, oh God. God, is our walk aligned with you? Is our character reflecting your character? Are we doing as you intended, oh God? Father God, right now we're on the altar. We're laying um, it all out on the altar, holy God. And we ask that you would lead and guide us, that you would strengthen us as we lay before you this morning, holy God. Give us the strength and the insight when you make us aware of something um, that is hindering our walk and separating us from you. Give us the strength, holy God, to and the insight to uproot it, to yank it out from the root, the thing that does not belong, the thing that separates us. Uh, Holy God, from your love uh, that puts us outside of your will, Um, Holy God, the thing that hinders your flow in our lives, God, we do not want to be separated from your presence, glory to God. We don't want to be separated from your presence. So, Lord, we're praying for a discerning eye, a discerning spirit, God, that we might do the maintenance. Um, that we might take the responsibility and hold ourselves accountable and do the maintenance that is required for us to continue, God, as vessels of honor. Father, we know your agenda, hallelujah, your purpose and your plan is to make us ready, glory to God, to make us ready to be used, God, to be helpful, to be examples, to be light, glory to God, not to become stumbling blocks, in other men's way, but to be helpful, to be used as lights, to be used as beacons. Father, trim our wicks on our spiritual candles. Thank you, Holy God, that we might be light in darkness. Thank you, Jesus. We see the condition of the world um, and the darkness that the world uh, is, is entering into. Help us in these times, in these dark times, to maintain the light. Help us to make sure we have the oil that keeps the light burning strong and bright. We don't want a weak and a flickering flame, holy God. Hey, God. We don't want a weak and a flickering flame. So deliver us, God, from operating on fumes <laughs> or operating from a low place. Thank you, Jesus. Um, doing just enough. How much can I do? How much can I get away with? and still say that I'm a Christian. We we don't want to operate from that place, holy God. That's not what you intended. That's not what you called us to do, God. So we lay ourselves on this altar to be inspected by you. Prune us. Cut away, God, anything that is not like you, holy God, anything that hinders our growth. Thank you, Jesus. Make us aware of any area of dishonor. For we desire to reflect your divine nature. We want, when folk look at us, we want them to see you. We want them to see a reflection of you. Give us the strength to to maintain a position to be purged, to be aware. Help us to be humble. God, thank you, Lord. We come against pride. We speak against pride. We yank pride up by the root. 
Holy God, we're so consumed with how people see us and the image we want others to see and that we don't reflect you. We don't want them to see us. We want them to see you. Holy God, make us aware of these things, these lifestyle practices and choices that go against your order for our lives. Help us to maintain your order for our spiritual house. Any form of disobedience or sin, purge and deliver us today, God. We want to be vessels of honor. We want to walk upright in your presence. Help us to walk circumspectly. Help us to pay attention. Help us to be aware. Help us to be sober-minded. You said in your word that if it were possible, the enemy would fool even the elect. But he would be able to even deceive the very elect. But, Lord, we ask that you make us aware of Satan's least devices. God, we give you praise this morning because you are calling us to be a people after your own heart. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for selecting us. God, thank you for electing us to be your set-aside people. God, thank you for electing us to the Uh, to be called as a people after your own heart, a people that are a reflection of the true and living God, a set-aside and called-out people, a royal priesthood. You called us. You called us a righteous nation to be used that others may have hope, hallelujah, in these times, that others will see you and lay aside the weight of sin, Hallelujah. And pick up their cross and follow you, O God. So here we present our bodies as living sacrifices and ask that you do a thorough inspection. And whatever it is that is not like you, God, take it away is our prayer. And then pour in us a fresh, release a fresh anointing upon our lives, release a fresh oil on our lives, release a fresh passion, holy God, in our lives, in the name of Jesus. We thank you that revival is hitting our lives right now. Glory to God. And we thank you for this time of reflection to do housekeeping and maintenance that we might be shining vessels for your glory. Um, and this things, all these things we ask in your name, Jesus. Uh, right now, I want to open up the line uh, very quickly for anyone who may have a prayer request so that we can pray with you. Okay. Praise God. We thank God for you. Thank God once again for those who joined us, who pressed their way this morning on the call. God bless you. Thank you so much for your support. Continue to pray for us. And for those who will be joining us via replay, God bless you as well. Remember, you are salt. You are light. Go for today and be an example and make a difference in somebody's lives. God bless you. Have an amazing and productive day.